It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 1095, Falling into Minimalism, How I Became an Accidental Minimalist, by Farnoosh Brock with becomingminimalist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, or the OLD podcast, where I narrate blogs and books for you, the best ones I can find. Today's author being a guest writer on Joshua Becker's site. Before we get to it, thank you to LaCroix Sparkling Water for their support. It's a no-calorie, no-sweetener, and no-sodium beverage with nothing artificial, just a hint of fruit essences so you can have a tastier version of water. Make the switch to LaCroix Sparkling Water. You can check them out at lacroixwater.com or on your favorite social network at LaCroix Water. That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X water.com. So let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Falling into Minimalism, How I Became an Accidental Minimalist by Farnoosh Brock with becomingminimalist.com. The Case Against Minimalism. When I first heard about minimalism, I became very defensive. I wanted to protect my material world. No, thank you. I love my stuff. I've worked hard for years to accumulate every single piece, and I'm planning to hold on to them. That's what I silently said in response. I salute all of you advanced minimalists out there, but the idea of a minimalist lifestyle in a small home terrified me, and so I promptly forgot about it and went about my business. Except that I couldn't forget. Minimalism was happening all around me. The personal growth world had gotten hold of this notion of less is more and was not about to let go anytime soon. Becoming a minimalist was the latest trend and the biggest buzz in town, and that terrified me even more. I started to grow allergic to the word minimalism and avoided anything and everything about becoming a minimalist. But at least I felt safe and protected in my home until, that is, my husband picked up on the trend and was soon sharing his new ideas on how minimalism would revolutionize our lives. We don't need to collect any more stuff, honey. We should now focus on collecting memorable life experiences instead. That's what lives in our hearts and travels to the end of time with us, you know? Huh? That's very romantic, babe, I thought to myself, but I still want what I want, which is swimming in a big, fat, shiny material world, and nobody was gonna change my mind about it, not even my soulmate. So it was obviously time to take out the big guns and put up my big guard against this whole minimalism business. I had to protect myself. Everyone, it seemed, was out to strip me from my cherished material things and to convince me that shopping for new clothes, beautiful shoes, and fancy makeup was a waste of time and money and I wasn't about to have any of that. Becoming an accidental minimalist. And then something very peculiar happens. My good friends Dan and Vanessa launched a podcast called Simple Life Together, and I innocently tuned in. The idea of simple living drew me in like a magnet. It didn't scare me like minimalism. In fact, initially, I didn't draw the connection between the two at all. I totally embraced this simple living concept. I started organizing my closets, donating my books, and going paperless. And I loved it. And for some strange reason, my husband couldn't be happier. Thank you, Dan and Vanessa, he would say over and over. Then a few months later, I was vacationing in Chile and naturally we went shopping. Or maybe I persuaded my hubby to take me shopping. I can't remember which. Anyway, here I was in this gorgeous shopping mall in the heart of Santiago. I couldn't bring myself to buy anything. This resistance to shopping persisted to the very end of our trip. And I left Chile without buying a single thing which in my book is seriously abnormal. But I comforted myself. I was saving up for Istanbul, I reasoned, which was going to be my big shopping spree of the decade. 
And to my utter shock, the same thing happened during my Istanbul trip. I was in the middle of the Grand Bazaar in the heart of one of the greatest cities in the Middle East with money and time and absolutely zero desire to shop. On several occasions, I came ridiculously close to buying something following a bout of negotiation even my dad would be proud of, but then I would just lose interest and have no desire to go through with the transaction. I can't tell you how baffling this felt. It felt as if I had traded my old self with someone else and I was watching in horror what this new person was doing and wondering what on earth had happened to my old self. Just for good measure, when I came home, I drove by myself to pick up some makeup. Nobody to bother me or to rush me, nowhere to be but in the aisles of makeup after makeup with a long shopping list, all the time in the world to choose gorgeous new expensive makeup, and I walked out with a tiny lipstick. That, dear friends, is how I became an accidental minimalist. Your inner voice on minimalism. I admit, it feels strange when a subconscious part of you drives your behavior and messes around with your inner desires, but it also feels good and right to some extent. That subconscious part is our inner wisdom guiding us gently toward the best decisions of life as long as we listen and pay attention. I'm so glad I listened. I did not intend for any of this to happen. In fact, I had every intention to shop, to buy, to spend, and yet when push came to shove, I had lost all interest in doing so. And now I get it. It feels good. It feels good to not buy, to not shop, and to not worry about what to buy and where to shop, and instead to simply go without. In fact, it feels better than what you feel an hour or a day after you buy something, you know, the low after you've come down from the high of shopping the unfulfilled desire nudging you to go out and shop some more to feel better, the never-ending cycle of high-low from never quite having bought enough. So for now, I'm letting this accidental path take me along. Now I can finally appreciate living simpler, living with less, and being all the better off as a result. Now I understand the irony that our stuff, which was supposed to bring us happiness and joy, finds a sneaky way of trapping us, and our freedom, which we cherish and protect so much, get silently trapped in all the mess. Unless we pay attention, because true freedom, it turns out, is in the intangibles that we can't see or touch, but feel. The stuff that we can't put on shelves, but we can put in our hearts. And there it can stay safely for a long time without taking up much space at all. So I have lowered my guard, I've accepted the truth of this higher self, which apparently knows me so well, and while I am far from calling myself one, I can honestly say that I am loving the path of becoming a minimalist. You just listened to the post titled Falling Into Minimalism, How I Became an Accidental Minimalist by Farnoosh Brock with becomingminimalist.com. And thank you to LaCroix Sparkling Water for sponsoring this episode. Water gets boring super fast and drinking sodas all the time is not the best solution since it's often loaded with extra calories, sodium, and sweeteners make the switch to LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. There are 14 LaCroix flavors like orange, lemon, cran raspberry, and coconut, key lime, and more, including six LaCroix Curate flavors like pineapple strawberry, cherry lime, and a lot more. They're certified kosher, gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO, and as I mentioned, no calories, sweeteners, or sodium, nothing artificial actually. You can check them out and see a full list of retailers on their site that's lacroixwater.com, and join their community on your favorite social network at lacroixwater. That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X, water.com. And I have that linked in this episode's description. 
And I'll keep this Monday episode minimal for you today. So with that, have a great rest of your day and start to your new week. And I'll see you in the Tuesday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.